0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Metabolism, Mindset, and Macros podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Guevara, Certified Functional Nutritionist, and I help women with Hashimoto's and PCOS reverse their symptoms without fad dieting or extreme supplement protocols. Today, we are going to take a deep dive into ways that you can help support a sluggish thyroid. But before we get into the episode, I want to remind you about our free community, Metabolism, Mindset, and Macros on Facebook. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes. Make sure that you join us if you want to go deeper with some of the topics that we're sharing on the podcast, as well as follow me on social media. I am on Instagram daily, Natalie Brooke, Brooke is with an E, Guevara. I absolutely love hearing from you guys, what's resonating, the questions that you have. And I would love to just create a more intimate connection. With those that are listening to the podcast and enjoying the content here. Without further ado, we're going to jump into our topic today all around a sluggish thyroid. If you have spent any time trying to lose weight, you probably have been frustrated with the fact that you feel that your thyroid is working against you, especially if you have Hashimoto's. And by the way, those with PCOS more often than not have thyroid issues going on as well, whether it's full blown Hashimoto's or not. But just because of what the thyroid is and I'm not going to jump ahead too far. I'm catching myself here. We're going to get into this. It can apply additional pressure, additional stress, if you will, on the thyroid, which in turn can make it a little bit more sluggish because yes, Having a sluggish thyroid is a legit struggle. Having thyroid issues when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to your health, is a legit struggle. You've probably heard that low thyroid can contribute to a slower, I'm going to say slower, (laughs) metabolism. But what the heck does that actually mean? And more importantly, what can we actually do about it? So let's go over a quick little primer here. Let's talk about hypothyroidism for a moment. Hypothyroidism, AKA low thyroid, is way more prevalent in women than men. Way, way, way more prevalent than men. And actually 80% of women who have hypothyroidism actually have Hashimoto's. So Hashimoto's is, is actually really prevalent in those with hypothyroidism. It's not fun. It's not fun. Um, I'm going to give you some some encouraging advice, but I also want to be really real with you guys in this episode. Along with a host of difficult symptoms, including fatigue, mood issues, constipation, dry skin, fertility issues, a low-functioning thyroid can slow down your metabolism, and it makes it easier to gain weight and harder to lose it. Some of the symptoms that I struggled with the most when I was at the... I call it my rock bottom of Hashimoto's, was was really the fatigue. I've struggled a lot with mood. I've struggled with constipation. I've really struggled with it all. But the funny story that I've actually never shared on the podcast was when I really knew that something was going on with my thyroid, despite doctors saying, you know, your TSH, and we're going to talk about lab values, your TSH is absolutely normal, so you're fine is I was getting my eyebrows microbladed for those that aren't familiar. It's basically I, I, I tell people my eyebrows are tattooed onto my onto my forehead but I kept having to have it done because my skin kept flaking off and so it actually wouldn't stick. It actually wouldn't stay with me and I had seen dermatologists. I was using all these. It was it was in the winter. I was seeing all these different, uh, using all these different specific lotions and things like that to support dry skin, making sure that I was staying really hydrated, doing all the things that I needed to do when finally my I, Esthetician was like, "This is not a skin issue. This is this is an this is an endocrine issue." And I was like, "Huh?" And so that was one of the things that prompted me to dig a little bit deeper into labs and things like that and figure out what was actually going on because clearly nothing that I was doing from a nutritional perspective or you know using really expensive creams, getting facials and things like that was helping my dry skin. I was also flaking on my scalp and it was incredibly embarrassing because it was winter. I was wearing darker colors and my scalp was off. Um, so that was actually the the kind of the symptom for me that that pushed it over the edge and to figure out figuring out that there was something going on with my metabolism and with my thyroid. So back to Low thyroid, back to our weight loss struggles and our other struggles. Um, Evidence supports, research supports that people with a mild to moderate hypothyroidism may experience a metabolic slowdown of 140 to 360 calories a day. Now I want to provide you with some evidence. I want to provide you with some science to deepen your understanding of what is going on with your body, with your metabolism, as we do here, because I think it's really powerful in creating that autonomy over your own journey it's no secret that there is just a ton of information on the internet. There's all kinds of different thoughts and ideas around what's going on with your thyroid and what you need to do to lose weight. I'm constantly in message boards, you know, trying to help support women in their education and the, the amount of really bad and harmful information out there is astounding. Anything from keto to AIP, which is the autoimmune protocol diet, um, fasting all kinds of 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 incredibly you know extreme and that's not what we do here right I, i don't buy into this this bad diet culture or these extreme diets and things like that but people are blindly trying to follow these plans without deepening their understanding of what's actually going on and from my personal experience in my own body and coaching dozens of women at this point really the biggest dial mover is a better understanding of your own unique body I will die on this heel, (laughs) say it every single day, and I will keep saying it until I'm blue in the face. There is not one specific best way to eat for your hypothyroidism, your Hashimoto's. There is the way that is going to be best for you. And it takes into consideration not only your symptoms, you know, what's going on with you metabolically, what's going on with your lifestyle. And it's not as simple as removing a specific food group or starving yourself or fasting or any of those things. It is a a multifaceted experience. And that is what I spend so much time with my one-on-one clients doing, helping them to understand their metabolic language, helping to understand different lifestyle factors and how that influences their metabolism and their thyroid, which, you know, in turn is going to determine weight loss. But at a, at a, at a basic level, looking at, you know, what is a sluggish thyroid and what is it actually doing to our metabolism? It's, it slows it down to 140 to 360 calories a day. That is not me telling you to go eliminate 140 to 360 calories in your diet at all. It's again really dependent on a lot of other factors, such as how much muscle mass you have, your age, your height, how active you are, what you do for a living, how you know, whether you're sedentary or you have a job on your feet. There's a whole lot of different factors that go on there. But at, at its baseline, that that's what that's what research shows us. So some of you heard that and your heart immediately hit your stomach because you're like, oh my goodness, weight loss is already incredibly painful and miserable for me. And now she's telling me that I just have to eat less. Again, that is not what I'm telling you. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so again, if you have hyperthyroidism, this is not a call to action to double down on restriction, to go look for more willpower, or to go do extra hit workouts at the gym. That often to almost always fails. So here's what I want you to understand. And now I've I've drafted out a little mini series because again, I think this I think I don't want to overload you with information because that's not helpful. But I do think that having information is is really powerful. So understanding at its core when you go to the doctor, your doctor's going to pull serum labs, that's blood work. And they're looking at one big thing that is your TSH, which stands for thyroid stimulating hormone. That is only one factor when it comes to hypothyroidism, which is why you may be sitting here thinking, well, you know, I don't know if this really applies to me. I think I have a sluggish thyroid. I think I have, you know, symptoms of thyroid issues and things like that. But my doctor keeps telling me that my lab work is fine. And so I wanted to actually spend an entire episode, an entire series of episodes, if you will, digging into what's coming up on your lab work, what it's actually doing in your body, and how you can actually support it. So stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to my email newsletter because I'm going to be sending out tidbits and snippets and things like that. If you're not already, I will drop a link. You can go to my website. You can subscribe to the newsletter. Um, We don't spam you, but we will give you information and and educational content to help support your health. But I think it's important for you to understand what's going on with your body on a, a metabolic level, on a cellular level, all of the things without, you know, turning you into a scientist. Although it's never a bad idea to be a scientist of your own body. But what I wanted to start with today is just an Understanding of how, no matter what is going on, you can support your thyroid. And the good news about all of these things that I'm going to go over today is they're going to support your, your health and wellness goals regardless. But what I specifically do with my clients is I help them reverse their symptoms. And yes, weight loss is not the cause of hypothyroidism or PCOS, it is a symptom. So I help them reverse symptoms. And sometimes that does include weight loss without fad diets, AKA going keto. AIP diet, fasting, etc., or extreme su- extreme supplement protocols. When I was first diagnosed, I was put on thirteen supplements, and I spent most of my day gagging and choking on supplements. Not to mention the expense that, that they that they brought on. Um, and it turns out they weren't all necessary. So. Here's where you. Here's a really great place to start. And by the way, when folks are out there on message boards and on Google or on Pinterest or whatever, searching for the best way to lose weight with hypothyroidism 100% of the time, when I see the resources that people are coming with me or my clients are bringing and saying, what about this? We're skipping over (laughs) these things that I'm getting ready to share with you today. These are free. You don't have to run out and spend any money. You don't have to run out and prepare for anything. This is a really just great basic way for you to start. So let me get into it. First thing we need to do is we need to nail the basics. Now, I'm speaking to myself on this because this is something, interestingly, I have to chuckle about as I have been you know, on my own journey. I'm uh, at the time of this recording, I'm eight most eight months postpartum. And, you know, I want to go to the next shiny thing. I want to go to the next level. And I'm always having to remind myself that there's so much power in the basics and our brains want to make everything so incredibly complicated that it gets really easy to just glaze over that part because it seems too easy, too basic, right? And go to the next thing. But unless you have this foundation, any extra stuff, any shiny stuff, is not going to be as as helpful. It's not going to be as supportive, and again, it can lead you, leave you feeling um, overwhelmed. It can set you up from for from for failure, um, and and so on. So, many people with hyperthyroidism are are told by their doctors, they're told by these message boards that extreme dietary changes are the way to go. But whether you have hyperthyroidism, whether you have PCOS, or you're just you know, feeling a little bit sluggish and struggling with weight loss, everyone benefits from more simple strategies done with high consistency. So what does this look like? I've done a couple of podcast episodes. I'm actually going to link last week's episode in the show notes because this is really powerful going over that. But emphasizing minimally processed foods, I said minimally processed, didn't say eliminate all processed foods, okay? Okay. I want to be really clear and reiterate in between the lines. I'm not telling you to eliminate all processed foods. I'm telling you to emphasize minimally processed foods. Get regular physical activity read. I did not say go to extra workouts. Prioritize your sleep. And here's a big one that so many people don't want to do. Eat slowly and mindfully. I did a consultation with a new client earlier this week, actually two clients, and both of them had mentioned something that they'd tried before that didn't work for them, and it was mindful eating. Now, when I talk about mindful eating, I'm not necessarily talking about intuitive eating. What I'm talking about when I talk about mindful eating is recognizing hunger cues, which is a hormone, so it can be a little bit more challenging when we're dealing with slower metabolic processes. But eating slowly, putting your fork down in between bites, chewing so slow it's painful – are really great tips or really great tools, rather, that never go out of style when it comes to managing your health, when it comes to managing your weight. These are things that you're going to use way beyond any tracking macros, any tracking calories, doing anything. This is what's going to help you to sustain the weight loss. And I'm all about helping people get to their goals. But your goal is not worth reaching if you reach it in a way that you cannot maintain it, especially when we're dealing with something as as frustrating as hypothyroidism. If you were to lose 50 pounds, but you did it in a crazy way, eliminating all your favorite foods and you got there and you're like, whew, can't wait to go have my favorite foods again. And then you start to gain the weight again that's just putting more stress and more strain on your thyroid, which is going to make you worse off than when you started. It's going to make it harder. Have you ever noticed that it's harder to lose the weight each and every time that you go to lose it? I want you to pause for a minute and think about what it would feel like. Think about what it would change if you lost the weight a little bit slower, maybe even a lot slower, but you never had to go through that again. You never had to search another diet. Another consultation that I did this week, literally this new client, she told me, like, I don't care what it takes. I don't care how long it takes, but I don't ever want to do another diet again. Now, I'm going to go off on a little side tangent here to be really clear on what a diet is. There's there's mainstream or messaging way that people look at diet, right? Like diet is there's a macro diet or a keto diet or all these different things. But from an appropriate nutrition periodization approach – A diet or a dieting phase is literally putting yourself into a caloric deficit. So what we want to be really clear on is people don't want to do these dieting protocols or these, I call them fad diets because that's what they are. They're things that you cannot sustain. They're things that you do not want to sustain versus removing a few calories, eating the exact same as you are in order to elicit some weight loss or some body composition change. Huge difference there. But no matter what it is, eating slowly and mindfully, meaning we don't eat when we're not hungry, we don't keep eating after we're full, are strategies that you're going to use for the rest of your life. So the more strategies you can begin implementing on day one that you're going to use on day 1,001, the better off that you will be. But where our brain goes is this is not hard enough. This is not fast enough. I want to get there now. We want to get there as quickly as possible. And I get that. Totally get that. But for most people, that rush to get there is continuing to stress your metabolism, continuing to stress your thyroid, making it even more sluggish. So now we're we're pushing on that 360 calorie slowdown. And you're not getting to the goal anyway. Nail the basics. The second piece is to target specific nutrition issues. Again, read between the lines. I'm not telling you to give up any food group. But what I am telling you is to recognize where you have deficiencies. And this is this is how we look at macros. So in my program, we focus on metabolism, mindset and macros. And when I say macros, not every single one of my client, I'm gonna do a whole different podcast episode on this because this is really great. Not all of my, my clients track macros in the way that you think that we, we put numbers into a calculator and things like that and it produces numbers. Ways to track macros can be through a balance plate method, can be through portion control and logging portions, can be literally food journaling and taking pictures of your food. Kind of a whole bunch of kind of different ways to do that. But what it's doing is looking at deficiencies that can contribute to hypothyroidism, making weight loss and other health issues Harder. So there are some common deficiencies in our micronutrients that contribute to thyroid function. I want to, before I go into this, say that this is not a call to action to go and supplement these things without lab work indicating that you need to do so. I see a lot of people uh, recommending that that folks just blindly start supplementing with iodine, and that can actually be really dangerous and really harmful if you don't actually need that supplementation. So make sure that you have labs. Iron. Iodine, selenium, copper, and zinc are really common when it comes to deficiency with thyroid function. Now, again, I just told you to not go out and get a bunch of iodine and supplement with that, but whole foods and multivitamins and things like that are a really great place to start when attempting to fill fill those nutritional gaps. For my clients that are that are actually tracking macros and calories and things like that, I do like to use tools like chronometer or chronometer, depending on how you want to say it, because it does track micros. And so you can actually see what you're getting in your body. Now, of course, there's there's nuance there. Do we know the exact percentage of of these micronutrients that are in our whole foods? No. But we do know that we have a better chance of actually fulfilling these needs by eating whole minimally processed foods because a lot of the processing processing process remove some of these micronutrients that we actually need. But the way I like to start with my clients is, is really focusing on, again, putting an emphasis on minimally processed foods, looking at our macronutrients, making sure that we're getting a balance of protein, carbohydrates, and fats. That's one, two. And then we can look at micronutrients. Because again, where our brain goes is what supplements do we need to do? And that's where we get into extreme supplement protocols. And for better or worse, sometimes naturopaths, functional medicine doctors and things like that do put an emphasis on supplement protocols, which to their credit is because unlike me, they're not looking at your food journals every single week. They're not communicating with you every single day. They're seeing you, you know, if they're seeing you frequently once a month, usually it's once a quarter to once to every six months. And so they're just throwing all the things at it because they're not able to work with you in real time to to help to to manage it. So that's where working with with a functional nutritionist, with a nutrition coach and a functional medicine doctor um, among different practitioners Can be really powerful. That's that's the big reason that people come to work with me, is we troubleshoot and we navigate things in real time metabolically. Um, Yes, the mindset piece I tell people all the time is eighty percent of it, and and helping to refine their nutrition and their lifestyle in order to make all of these things cohesive and work together so that you can get to where you want to be. The last piece. The last piece is is really maybe the most important piece and I see a lot of folks missing out on when it comes to really addressing any health, wellness, weight loss goal. And that is to envision a hopeful future. It can be really discouraging, especially, you know, I started off this podcast talking about how, you know, it's not in your head. Your sluggish thyroid can make weight loss harder. And I wanna be really clear on that because again, I see these fad diets out there advertising, it doesn't matter what's going on. We can get you the results in X amount of days. My clients get fabulous results. My clients get absolutely outstanding results. But again, it's nuanced. I shared on my Instagram stories earlier this week how I have this client and it was a it's a really good, you know, testimonial or what have you. This client's lost twenty-two pounds and we just went into another fat loss phase and she's already lost another four. And we started working together. It's been 14 months. So it's it's been it's it's not been, you know, 30 days or anything crazy like that. We started working together 14 months, but you know, from the, the shiny object, it's really easy to share that this client has just steadily lost weight. But that's not the reality of it. When this client came to work with me, she was significantly under-eating, her metabolism was downregulated, she had anxiety, she what didn't couldn't feel her hunger cues, her sleep was terrible, her body ached all of the time. So it was a process. We spent time bringing her metabolism up, feeding her metabolism, learning her metabolic language, working on her mindset. That's been 90% of our work together. She's super compliant on the nutrition piece, like so many women who are just tired of dealing with this are. But she kept self-sabotaging because her thoughts and her mind got in her way. And so once we got all that done, yes, it was easy to lose the initial 22 pounds. And then the really hard part was, is we had to rest. <laughs> we had to rest her metabolism. We had to rest her, her body and take what what's called a diet break again. I talked about this in another episode, all about nutrition periodization, a diet break, where we took – three months at maintenance. She was antsy. She was frustrated. And again, this is where people are like, I don't need a coach to be in maintenance. But we stayed in coaching so that we could coach through the mindset. We worked on maintenance. We worked on, again, supporting her thyroid in a maintenance period. And then the fun part came where she got to go back into a dieting phase, a fat loss phase. And then the scale responded. So, I know it gets really, really frustrating to think, well, my thyroid's sluggish. It's going to take me longer or I just can't do this. And I want to promise you, first of all, having that mindset becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you believe it's not going to happen, then it's not going to happen. But what I say time and time again is people come to me wounded from other programs that are like, we're going to lose X amount of pounds and X amount of days. And they get involved in this program and it doesn't work for them. The trick is, is it's not always necessary, sometimes it is that it, it wasn't going to work for them because it wasn't right or personalized or individualized for their body and their metabolism. But more often than not, it's just an understanding of your unique circumstance and working with that. And again, I know I sound like a broken record, but working on the mindset piece and understanding the staying power. And understanding that jumping from program to program and quitting again and again and again is just going to make it harder to start each time. It's going to make it harder to follow through each time and you're never going to get results. But understanding that you 100% can lose the weight. It honestly hurts my heart when women send me a message and they're like, I have Hashimoto's, I have PCOS, I've done X, Y, and Z, and I'm just never going to lose the weight. And of course you're never gonna lose the weight with that thought process, but I understand why you feel that way. I understand why you believe that because it's what's been shown to you. So envisioning a hopeful future means understanding that you can do it. While your body may be different, we don't have to perceive that as a bad thing. There's always really great things about your body And we can find superpowers, we can find bright spots, and we can use those to create a truly tailored and customized plan so that you can lose the weight. So developing a crystal clear vision of what a healthier you looks like, your energy, the way your body looks, the way it feels when you put on your jeans, if you struggle with anxiety, what it's like to wake up and just feel energized like you've been to sleep and, and you feel good, you feel joy, you feel happiness. And then start to act from that place. That's the tricky piece. I know you're sitting there saying, "I wake up every morning like I haven't been to bed in four weeks." I feel you. How am I supposed to act like I have energy? And it's a practice. It's a practice. But believing you can do it is the first start. Action drives motivation, not the other way around. If your future self is running laps around the backyard with your kids or your grandkids or whatever that looks like, start by walking a lap. Before you know it, it'll be 10. Before you know it, you'll be sprinting one. I promise you this. Although people, women, women with hypothyroidism may have unique challenges, your process for success isn't any different. It isn't any different. You can do this. I'm going to link last week's podcast episode on getting started because I think that if you haven't already listened to that, it's a great place for you to start. I would love for you to join us in the Metabolism Mindset and Macros group I've got a lot of fun stuff scheduled out for the rest of the year but of course if you're like I'm ready I'm in I need a plan tailored to me make sure you visit us at updogwellnessandfitness.com hit the apply now we are taking new clients we have a few spots open for April this is an absolutely fantastic time to to join to get that that plan dialed in before summer gets here to start getting you some results so that you can feel better now we'd love to have you We'd love to have you. We'd love to support you. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, if you would please take a few moments to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, it means the world to me. I will drop my links in the show notes. Follow me on Instagram, join the free Facebook community, and of course apply for coaching if that's something that is calling out to you. Stay tuned. I've got some more informative podcast episodes coming in the coming weeks all about Thyroid Labs and helping you understand your uniqueness just a little bit better so that you can feel empowered to take action, to make the right choices and decisions for you and get the results that you seek.